and welcome to another episode of More Than Dice. I'm Gonzo. I'm John. I'm Kathy. We are on episode two. We're Gully Dwarf counting today, so we're on episode two. Episode two. Five. <laughs> successful, successful follow-up to episode two. <laughs> two oh five is our actual episode, but we're Gully ca- Gully Dwarf counting uh, in that type of term. And uh, guys, we want to appreciate everybody coming out and watching and looking at us. Don't forget to check out our sponsors. Uh, Muse on minis. Um, you should see a nice code show up in the chat, or if you need the code, make sure you type more than dice, all one word, and you can get 10% off your order. Also, don't forget uh, Mini Masterworks. Um, he is one of our sponsors now and is providing a nice discount for everybody, uh, I believe 10% off uh, with a code. And you can go in there and get some really cool stuff. And if you need a mixer, yeah, he's got one of the best and cheapest on the markets right now. Paint uh, mixer. Let's, yeah. let's be honest. Paint, paint, yeah. paint, paint mixer. mixer. Not like a sound mixer. Yeah. <laughs> or a drink. Yeah. Or <laughs> It's a Vortex paint mixer, in fact. Vortex paint mixer. Um, which I really like. I know quite a few people have bought already. Um, other than that, um, do we have any shout-outs this week before we get started on drinks? Not that I'm aware of. I'm not aware of any other ones either. Probably, but I, I never write this stuff down. I, I didn't. I didn't realize any of them either. So, we'll just have to go with it. Um, John, what are you drinking tonight? Well, I have a mule, but I have a mule that I think Kathy is going to try. And it is a gin mule. Really? Yes. Hmm. Gin, some lime juice, and ginger beer. They call it uh, a gin gin mule. I mean, mule. Uh, gin gin is uh, a thing that I have had. Yep. Gin and ginger ale. You ginger, ginger beer. Get that ginger beer out of but, here. Get that ginger but, out of here. I'm, I'm just saying, this is a thing I've had yeah. Ginger ale, ginger beer. Ginger is a good combination with gin. Yeah, it's a lot better than, uh, apologies, Kathy, in my opinion, a uh, gin and tonic. Shockingly, ginger beer greater than tonic water. <laughs> so, Kathy, what are you having tonight? I like tonic water. I am having a gin and tonic. <laughs> in fact, right now. Uh, I have had to go back to the straight just water. I've been kind of dehydrated and had to take some uh, meds to help me. Uh, because you don't have a Misco Bear to keep you hydrated. Truth. True. So I, uh, I, I'm, I'm drinking some good old water today. Um, guys, we appreciate y'all coming out. Really, it is awesome to have everybody come out and say hi to people that listen to us on air at different times. It is greatly, greatly appreciated. Uh, make sure you go get vaccinated. If you need to, make sure you go get your booster. Still wear your mask. Still be safe. We want to see who we can see at HugCon 2022, a.k.a. Adepticon and any other convention that we go to. Um, I know I'm looking forward to it. Um, please take care of yourself. Please look after others. Please check up on each other still. Um, this is what's going to have to be. Um, we want you to know that if you need anything, you can always contact us. Uh, Kathy is always streaming Tuesday through Friday. John's doing uh, a, a slight break on certain days. I'll be streaming. I've got to do a lot of painting for Adepticon, so I may jump in on times that he's not going to be here. Um, and you can always reach us out on Twitter or Facebook, and if you need us, we're here. Yep. Type thing. So... 
to everybody. Cheers. Cheers. As of yet, the best use for gin. <laughs> Badian might actually like this, but he'd never try it. Oh, oh. Xander's already put... Yow, meow, meow. Um, so, yow, meow, meow, during the though. pre-ramble, we got on a topic, and um, there's a topic we're going to have to research. Uh, someone brought it up to me, and they were like, what does it cost to get started in a game? And I was like, okay, like, what do you mean? And he's like, well, if I wanted to play in a standard game, what would it cost to get into that game? And I need everything, not paints or brushes or stuff like that, but, you know, and not, not glue, but just the models and any, like, measuring widgets and stuff like that. And I'm like, okay. I says, you're going to have to take a minute and you're going to have to wait because we have to, we'll have to research that. And we'll divide up who gets what games and, you know, kind of go with it. Because um, I know that I could do the, you know, Privateer Press stuff, no problem. Uh, John can get 40K in MCP. Kathy, she can get anything because she's that awesome. Um, and so she can look up any type of game. But, but I mean, it, it just depends on what it is. But we got on the subject of that and GW because... There's going to be some changes coming up. Um, and before we get any further, I'm going to switch to the paint can because I have some models that I really need to get painted and started on while we talk about this. Um, because I have six models I need to paint up before Friday. So I can, and, I, and it's not I have to have them painted. I want to have them painted because I'm going to be doing demos of the game at this little mini convention I'm going to this weekend. So let me go and put it. Yeah, there we go. And get everything over. So, uh, John, GW had some news. Two, two things this week, or not this week, but I know that the ITC has gotten bought by GW. Yep. And they're going to be taking over that. And the ITC is, I'll let you go with it, John. Okay, let me go with it. Yeah, that's a good call. Yeah. Uh, the ITC was the independent tournament circuit, which... Um, going to be honest, not a lot of people cared about, but they're the ones who sort of ran the tournament, sort of like what Gonzo does for uh, War Machine. Um, that's about the end of that. That my give a shit about the ITC, to be honest. Yeah. Well, uh, one of our viewers had mentioned, you know, that it was coming up and they had taken it over. And um, you know what? I forgot my stupid glasses again. Um <laughs> So I'll have to do that. I want to jump around on break. But um, they took it over, and a lot of people are worried that since GW has taken it over, they're going to um, change up a lot of rulings, especially like models. Like you can't have anything 3D printed anymore or stuff like that. Well, so that's some interesting stuff because uh, we had that talk a little bit. Let's try to approach it from the GW end. From GW end. I actually don't fucking care. By all means, disallow the 3D printed models. I mean, GW is a model making company first, a rules company second. And if they're not, models aren't getting bought and you're just getting 3D printed or China cast or what have you, you're hurting their profits. So if they're running the tournaments, totally understand. You know, it's, uh, it's a far cry from other companies where you need more 
stuff. Uh, those fans, they're not only hurting themselves. That's the thing. People think, oh, you're excluding the guys who promote your product. If the people who promote your game don't fucking buy your models and don't spend almost any money on you on your company at all, it's okay if they're not playing your game. Just get them the fuck out. And you'll get the guys who actually care about the game and the company because it's we're beyond that. Like, they're big enough, they're probably not going to fail. But they could. You know, a smaller company in that same position would be just fucking done. You know, people will go into third-party 3D sculpt in China, casts of whatever, could crop, cripple another company. Do you really think that they might just, like... Now, you can tell certain 3D sculpts on oh, yeah. models. You can definitely tell on certain ones. But then there's some that you have no freaking clue because it's such a... It's a complete... I, Recast of that model. I'm going to tell you honestly, Gonzo. And I know you're going to disagree with me, and it's okay. (laughs) I have never seen a fucking 3D print that holds a fucking candle to GW model. Um, Across the table? Sure, looks absolutely fine. Pick it up? Yeah, nah. That's not a GW model. But do you think that they're going to go to that extent to pick up models and look? Yeah. If they get the rule there, they'll do it. They have to. They have to do it at least once, because they got to get... Like this thing, they got to get one person sent the fuck home, and then everyone realizes they mean business. Then they won't have to do it as much. Yeah. But you got to send that first guy home for doing it because you let them just, you know, flaunt it and, you know, taunt and not actually do what they're saying. Then, you know, you're basically at that point, you're not enforcing your rule. And at a certain point, it becomes unenforceable. Well, there's a, I know that there's, and it's an illegal company, they recast. And it's not 3D printing, it's recasting GW models, and they do it at a much oh, yeah. cheaper price. Well, well, yeah, they're in China. China doesn't give a shit about copyright laws. Mm-hmm. They're also stateside, Or they're in too. Russia, which... Uh, well, if they're stateside, really... they better be careful, because GW lawyers will destroy them. Oh, yeah. yeah, that's, oh, yeah. That's... Because that, that, like, that is an open and shut case, and let me just say honestly, you don't ever want to be that open and shut. Oh, yeah. And honestly, I'm certain, like everything, there are ways. They may not care about those as much because it's harder to find, but they'll be getting people for 3D printing. But let's be honest. I mean, I said this in the preamble a little bit. You start off thinking you're going to 3D print all this stuff, you know, to replace GW models, but really you end up going, I'm just going to print add-on bits and stuff to add to my models because it's so much easier. And cheaper. Because, and, and, and the quality of the regular models is so much better. I mean, I'm honest. This. Uh, so the teacher says it means the only GW models I will buy are the ones I will play. Well, that's not a bad idea. And the price increase. So someone said on one of those social media, I don't think it was on Facebook or Twitter. I think it was probably on Reddit or some bullshit like that, that they think it's the last gas for GW. GW is just milking everyone with this price increase because they know 3D printing is going to shut them down. I'm here to tell you that's not going to happen. 3D printing will not shut them down. GW's no. too big. Um, they it's won't ever sell work. their models. Uh, they won't ever sell an STL of their model type thing. It's just, it's, it's not a working yeah, business and, and model. The, and the people who tell you that they're going to take a picture of the model and immediately have 3D prints available, they're not going to take a picture. They need actual models. You might be able to get someone to take good pictures of a model and get them that, but it's going to take an actual model for them to 3D print it, so it's going to be a little bit of lead time. And at the end of the day, do you really want to have to print the models, 
then assemble and paint them. I mean, you're adding an extra level and cost to your hobby. Yeah. Well, it's like Cookie says, and this is this is exactly what Games Workshop said. It's there are prices for supplies and shipping and logistics oh. that are going up and up and up. Yep. I, like I wouldn't even get into that yet. Like and it's just the because most... your profit margin is good doesn't mean you can eat all that. Uh-huh. So this is a deeper topic, but yes, it is the most understandable price increase Jibby's ever done. Totally understandable. Like, everyone's raising prices. It, it, it is what it is. And they're actually using the time to refresh the range a little bit, too, which is interesting. They're going to get rid of some models that aren't really selling kind of old. Probably to get read ones, read new ones done, but yeah, it's totally understandable that they're, they're raising prices and all. And But you're not taking them down like that. You know, this isn't going to take yeah. them down. They're going to be there. Like, if you think that a company... So, certain companies do get aside just making books. Osprey, that's all they do. But if you take a model, a company that does both, makes a ton of models and supplements, and you're going to try and cut out the models, you might hurt them. It won't be GW that you hurt. It'll be like the littler guys. You know, it'll be the uh, weird miniatures with, you know, Malifaux. You might hurt them. You know, it'll be the Privateer Press. Fuck, you would destroy Privateer Press. I mean, the War Machine app or the, uh, what the hell is it called anymore? I don't remember. War Room. War Room is a good app, but, I mean, it could be their death knell. It could be what... uh, OGL did to D and D three and three point five. So uh, most said, I get this price increases. The yearly ones where it sucked to the point this seems so much worse because normal stuff eating everyone's model money. Running. Absolutely, it does suck, but you can't fault them for this one. And they don't generally do it yearly. I know they do it as they refresh models because honestly, the real truth is it's really hard to do a price increase because people already have stuff out there, you know. That's why everyone's like, oh, they need to decrease the price on stuff. You will never see them decrease the price on stuff because companies already have those models in the store waiting to be sold and they can't just ra- they can't just lower the prices on them because they paid more money. And, and here's um, the kicker about all of this. If the price increase is too much for you, you do not have to play their game. There is nothing, nobody out there that says that you have to play their game. If it's too much to you, and it's too much for you to get into or play or whatever, go find another game. My only issue when someone said that to me is, a lot of people play GW games. Yeah. And I'm like, well, maybe you could champion another game system. Yep. Gotta have to do it. Uh, so, Leisure says, I just don't have the time and money anymore. They hit the pain point for me. As we finish up the artifact to have unless my wallet gets fatter. A lot of people are going to be like that. It, is it going to change until wages catch up to inflation? Inflation was fuck awful this year, this past year. Fuck awful. And a lot of companies are going to learn that they need to pay more because inflation was so much. You know, I'll say it quietly since some of the companies I work for, really. My company generally gives between 2 and 3% raises. In a year where we had 7% inflation or some such shit, that's not going to cut it. You know, you're going to find more companies happen to uh, roll with that. And hopefully it ends up working for us. And to get a little bit, uh, I don't want to say tinfoil hatty, but uh, political, uh, there's probably a working class revolution coming. 
in America. I'm going to be honest. That might be coming. Companies are fucking around. Might be about time they find out. So Kathy even said, and you said this earlier, is the new Warcry box is what, $200? It is over $200. Okay, what, what like comes in it? It's $30 or something. You I know, mean, and it's fine. They can, they have to do what they have to do. But, but we, I can't we afford it, buy unfortunately. It. Yeah. And, you know, I have my Iron Golem still. But, what comes in the box, by the way? I don't, I don't I mean, uh, I just it's, see that. It's two. Uh, full war bands. One okay. of uh, I don't remember off the top of my head which ones they are. That's fine. Uh, one of them is the Slenish Cyberites, I think, and the other one is I don't know, some guys. <laughs> some dude. <laughs> but There's two, two, two armies were. Some human-looking guys with you know, it's not like or anything, you know. So just yet another human-looking bunch of dudes. Yeah. Uh, that's and and then dice, and then terrain. There's all this terrain, and the terrain is really nice. And there's the board, which is two-sided, and it's a different board than the one that came in the first Warcry box set. Uh, and and updated rules, because they're making some uh, some rules changes, of course. Uh, and dice, of course, and other doodads that you is can it... play at tokens and stuff. Is it worth the two hundred dollar price point? Not not for you, but is it the dollar amount to the, what you're getting? I really don't know anymore. When we got the first box set, it was like a hundred fifteen or a hundred twenty five or something like that. Yeah, it's still going for like a hundred and seventy on uh, Amazon, so it can't be that ex- expensive to start. Yeah. So if it's like discontinued and about coming, then yeah. So the new one, it's the same stuff that's in it. It's not the same exact stuff, you know, but it's Correct. terrain, it's a board, it's et cetera. Uh, but it's just like a hundred dollars more. So. Let's see if yeah, I can find like 120 it. Yeah, we could do, but 200 something. So working. it's it's not. They didn't add more from the old box. It's pretty much the same box, just more expensive. As near as I could tell, yeah. That's why I was kind of wondering if it was. Are they going to sell those armies by themselves somewhere else? It looks like they probably probably. will. And the train, yeah. Now, it's funny because so behind the curtain, I know that inherently, originally, GW had made. uh, Hold on one second here. Why would you do that? Why don't you mute your entire fucking site? Sorry. I was closing windows and noise came in. Uh, Starter boxes used to be what we call loss leader. They were meant to be get people into the game and not necessarily make money, but the money they make is in future sales. Correct. Uh, apparently, they're going away from that. That's why uh, that one you posted uh, a couple weeks ago, Gonzo, the two different uh, uh, sets, mm-hmm. the the Storm of Vengeance or whatever it was called with the Dark Angels and Chaos and the new one with the Eldar and Chaos. That's why they were so different. Hail Hydra, by the way. Cheers. The reason why that was so different is because one was a starter box back when the starter boxes were lost leaders. So, yeah, so. So it'll be interesting to see what they do there. It, yeah, but $200 is a lot for a game. I mean, even if it's a complete starter game, that's a lot. Yeah. Granted, it's two people's worth, so, you, could you know. You could spend 100 bucks. 
100 bucks well 100 bucks and change each yeah. and then you know or however you split it and then one person buys the rule book when it's separate and yeah anything else they might need they don't use they're not using funky dice or funky measuring sticks on it are they kathy uh no it's the same ones they had in the in the first box okay then da, 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 what's who else we got here Xander Voyager said, unfortunately, I think that the surplus money that people used to have, you know, COVID has removed the flow that allowed them to spend stuff freely. Yes, absolutely. That's part of that whole thing. Might have a French revolt. Yeah, might. Uh, Leisure says, his problem championing games that I've done for nearly a dozen games is not taken off. Sometimes it happens, unfortunately. Yeah. And if all you can do is 40K locally, then all you can do is 40K or fancy locally. I mean, uh, you don't always have the choice, unfortunately, and I hate that. Um. So he said the Elder Joven box was two hundred dollars. He was putting hundred dollars too much for me. Uh, fair enough. That's that uh, new one, I think. That's the uh, Eldar Chaos one. Yeah. Um, I mean, at the end of the day, though, I mean, this is going to sound rude. I don't mean it rude. If a hundred dollars for a bunch of models is too much for you, you're probably in the wrong hobby. I know we're all trying to do it with less because, fucking. You know, shit happens, and all of us are spending money on stuff we don't want to, and we don't honestly have the cash flow. But at some point, you have to go, is this the hobby for me? You know, mm -hmm. maybe you play a smaller scale game. 40K is a fucking, it's like, it's you're going straight to the big dog of uh, spending money. You know, there's a reason I'm sticking with Malifo, which I own 17,000 models for, and, uh, Legion and uh, Marvel Crisis Protocol because I, I mean, first off, for most of those, I have enough models. I don't have to worry about buying models for, and most of those are actually cheap enough that I can just buy an expansion for, let's say, forty bucks, and I'm good for a bit. Plus, I can paint models so the cows come home and not buy new ones. Uh, da, 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 let's see, just like that one company that would have competition for in time, it's no longer possible with some bad choices. Yes, it is. Project Press was the only one to come close to actually competing, actually successfully compete with GW, but they made shitty, shitty choices for too long. And they will never be able to do that again. They had their shot, they they, they squandered it, is done. There was a window of opportunity. Yep. And, uh, I mean, I'd like to say I don't blame them, but I do fucking blame them because they just shit the bed too many times. You can shit the bed once, but... Also, GW, let's be honest, pivoted and came back super duper strong. Mm -hmm. They like, we lost some people. We're gonna make a better game, and they did. Last edition 40k was pretty good. I'm not sure about this edition 40k. I have differing opinions. A lot of people online say it's eh, a bit too much, and then some people are like, eh, it seemed fine to me so far, but they don't play it much. So what do they know? Well, uh, not and... many people are playing much, anyways, right now. So it's Fair. hard to say. At this time, uh, let's see. Then I can't agree to give GW for their line. Doesn't help they stop supporting the factions I do like. Yes, that, that's what we have to do. That or we have to just stop supporting the company if they're not doing what you want. I thought there was another comment in here. Did I miss it? But anyway, yeah. So yeah, if you, if they're not supporting the faction, Gonzo, too high. Oh, sorry. If they're not supporting the faction, you, you like fingernails. Stop buying their stuff. We have to. Uh, weapons one-shotting knights didn't help. Yeah, that's... Uh, people think that just means it's going to be fucking 
knights are going to come out with their book and they're going to be fucking stupid. And I agree. They have overcorrected for what people thought was a problem. And I have no desire to play 40K. Oh, look at Cookie Man, yes. I love the... I was in a Toys R Us... What's that, John? Sorry. Sorry, I say I, I love the new Eldar, but I don't. I wouldn't play them. I'd just buy some models and paint them. I do like get? the look of those in that oh, yeah. Elder Gentleman's box. And the other ones, the Avatar and all. Oh. Mm-hmm. Now, I will say, Kill Team might be calling my name because Eldar Corsairs. Yeah. And... The Chaos, I was really liking. Oh, look at that. Oh, my God. By followers, primes, and viewers. Uh, oh, be still my heart. Yeah, fuck out of here with that shit. All right, what did Cookie say? Cookie says, I was in Toys R Us and a single Star Wars figure is twenty one ninety nine for a single figure. They were like $3 growing up. DW now, is minor cost compared to that now. To be fair, with figures behind me, I will point out that this is the size of the figure you're getting nowadays for between 21 and 35 bucks. Boba Fett costs more because Boba Fett. The smaller ones are, uh, do I have one that scale? Here we go. Jazz, uh, this, this is about the scale of the old GW ones, even though the, the old uh, Star Wars ones. I have some elsewhere, but I don't have... So there's your scale difference for your $3 years and years ago and, you know, Black Series models now. So keep that in mind. Yes, inflation is a fucking thing, but... You said it was a three and a quarter inch figure? That's crazy, Cookie. Uh, I can tell you, I look at Hasbro uh, Pulse quite a bit for Transformers and stuff because I am a fucking nerd. And I didn't think their uh, three and a quarters were that expensive, but let's find out, shall we? I have the wonderful internet to find me some three and a quarter inch uh, Star Wars figures here real quick. We can continue to talk about other stuff while I do this. What else do we have? Famous, notorious, famous. Canada. He's also in Canada. Okay. You know, it might be 15 cents here. Who knows? Oh, wow. Kathy with the brutality. <laughs> brutality. I love my Canadians. Especially I Cookie. I love that they... about that all the time. I love that they have a riot and the guys are still, like, oh. cleaning up the bathroom and shit because they're fucking conscionable. Can you teach some of that down here? All right, so yeah, so here we go. Here's our GI Joe Retro Collection, which is a three and a quarter, about the same same company. Uh, Thirteen ninety nine. That's quite a bit for a three and a quarter inch figure. I mean, it's cool. He's got molded weapons and pouches and multiple weapons and all, but still, thirteen ninety nine is going to be in that twenty one dollar range, Canada probably, probably a little less. So in that area, extra markup because it's an in person store. Yeah, I, I can see that. There we go. Now I broke stuff. Mando fell down. Sorry, Mando broke fell down. I got too many over here. I haven't had a chance to uh, redo my... uh, I have a box of Star Wars figures right here. I have some in the other room. Oh, man, I have some in the other room, too. Actually, 
Well, actually, it's funny. I don't think I have... Right okay. here. I have two three-and-a-quarter-inch Star Wars figures. I have a Boba Fett, and I have, I think, Luke Skywalker in Stormtrooper armor. And then, other than that, the only other models that size I really have are, uh, I want to say, Robotech action figures, which are the same scale. And kiss. <laughs> helmets on, it's okay, though. First All right, so, anyways, we got here. Uh, time doesn't feel extreme to me. I mean, Sleachers, let's be honest. It is still a bit high. I mean, that's the thing, is they realize that all the people who are really... There's Boba Fett. Mm-hmm. Uh, all the people who are really into models and stuff, I mean, they're adults now. The ones who are affected by nostalgia are adults now, and they will put out the money. Those are not the toys for kids anymore. They make really shitty toys for kids now because they feel like kids are going to break them, which is true. Kids are going to break them. It's Han Solo. Yep, you got a bunch of Han Solo. Just, there. This is just well, actually, Tal now. That's Han Quattro. That's true. This is not Han Solo. It's Han Quattro. <laughs> I'll be here all night, folks. <laughs> so yeah, so yeah, the price increases are a thing, and like we said, you can't. You, you're never gonna. It'll take a lot for someone to challenge the big dog again. And I think the problem is now companies aren't gonna try. Like, GW is going to have to shit the bed and drive away people away again for some other company to make a run at them. And I'm not sure there's a company in the position because COVID has made them unassailable right now. Because, remember, if, if any companies, if, if even if GW is doing okay, those other smaller companies are having a problem. The only thing that probably didn't hurt them is the fact that they probably have a lot of people working remote anyways. They probably were, like, ready to do that, so... I don't know what the end answer is, but on the all back to the you know ITC and disallowing uh, alternate models, it may happen. But remember, do we do we really care? I mean, this is not really. There is one person in this podcast who will care about a tournament disallowing a certain type of model, and he's currently painting. <laughs> um, now, as us, we really don't care because we're not into that scene, and I don't play GW games. I sold all my stuff, got out of it, didn't care for it anymore. I, it's not my thing. Um, but I know a lot of friends that still play and are trying to play and stuff. And they're like, I don't know if I could do it anymore. If, you know, we can't have certain XYZ type things or they start disallowing things. And I go, well, there's only one way you, you know, could not do it. Don't buy their product. Don't play their game. Yeah. I'm here to and, tell and you. Don't buy their product doesn't mean, you know, buy it from some third party, you know, yeah. IP thief. That's yeah. not what that means. Yeah. If you can't afford to buy the actual product, you should probably be looking for a different part of the hobby to go in. And I hate to say it that. Um, or or maybe we all need to control what we buy. We don't need giant yeah. piles of potential. There's there's a whole reason why I don't have all of the things that I want in this life. And it's because I can't afford them. What? And I yeah. just suck it up. Yep. I mean, if you really want it, you, you can budget yourself. Just budget yourself. And if you can't get it, you can't get it. 
it's it's okay. I mean, but don't be looking to try and get like, because let's be honest, we all tend to have this problem. Many of us have to have this problem of we need multiple armies because our army must might get stale. And that's terrible. We should not be doing that. We should be like, I've always found the guys who focus on one army to have a much more successful ability to play. But uh, maybe if, you know, it's getting too expensive, you start scaling down. Go down to one or two armies from your seven. Just throw numbers out there. Not the one or the two of the seven. You know, uh, see what you can do. If it's still too expensive, look at a small scale game. Mm -hmm. If you don't like the small scale games and the big scale games are too expensive, I'm sorry. You know, it's a great small scale game to get into if you're on a budget. Frost Grave. Mm Mm-hmm. Or, and they don't care what models game. you have. Exactly. Model agnostic, I believe, was the uh, the term Yep. You can used. 3D print your own and not have to worry about it. Or, or Legion's right, too. Go down from playing all the games to only playing a couple. I said this a couple times. We, we discuss as a group, as many as we can get together early in the year, hey, for this year or so, what games are we focusing on? And we decide and we just focus on those. You know, then when someone was something else, we bring it up. Like, it doesn't stop you from getting it. It just means that the meta group as a whole isn't really looking at that game. Like, this time right now, I think we're looking at Marvel Crisis Protocol, uh, Necromunda, and then I think technically Malifaux's in there somewhere, but not everyone plays Malifaux, so. Legionnaires says Sludge War Game was another cheaper game that is mini agnostic. Yep. I have not heard of that. Neither He's been <laughs> talking about it for a he bit. He said it, but I've never delved into it also if you've got models that you like osprey look osprey makes a game for that particular genre i guarantee it and they're osprey they do a good job will it be the most exciting rule set you've ever seen probably not but it'll be solid as fuck oh yeah Warlord games, if you're if you're into historicals, mm-hmm. they don't even make only historicals. What's the new thing they're coming out? They are making the Slanya role-playing game with miniatures from the Slanya comic book of the 1990s, early 2000s. The, the Celtic, uh, no. Anyways. Got me. I'm taking your word for it. Yeah. I, it was a role-playing game that was that was uh, put out in the early 2000s, and uh, and now they're making models for it and they're rebooting it. Cool. That's so. There's a lot of little licenses out there where the company can save a lot of the thought work of having to figure out their own IP and go like, oh, here's an IP. Let's just get it for a solid price. Usually it's a good partnership if it's a smaller IP, and let's just make it work. Xander asks, how do you guys feel about Atomic Mass Games as the new company to go against GW? And I can tell you, they are part of Asmodee International. Yeah. And Asmodee is the biggest game company in the world. So, the biggest game company in the world. Yes, and they, from that standpoint, they're the only ones who could really go head-to-head. The problem is is that their biggest scale game 
is still one order of magnitude lower than what GW goes for. And it's Star Wars, and I'm going to shock people. Not everyone loves Star Wars. <gasps> Blasphemy. Least of all, not Star Wars fans. Apparently. More on that <laughs> later. Uh, hey, but come yeah. on. It's, it's, it's 7.37. We haven't had a real John rant yet. Oh, I thought you've had several mini rants yet. <laughs> I, I'm trying not to rant because I don't want to rant at people because this, this is very personal at this point. Mm-hmm. You know? But, you know, so I don't think they're I don't think they're aiming for that. Like, Marvel Crisis Protocol... Okay, I'll be honest. Both of the Atomic Mass games that I care about, not X-Wing, uh, you know, Legion and Marvel Crisis Protocol, the ones that could theoretically challenge uh, Games Workshop, are both just better games. Just from the ground up. See, and that, that was... We had a discussion about that. Someone was telling me, you know... Oh, I remember this. That, that they were like... <sighs> Why don't you play GW games anymore? I says, well, I like other games better, and it's better on my pocketbook, and I like those tactical games a lot more. There's more to it for me in my thing. And they were like, why would you play that? They have the best rule set and game on the market. And I says, and I was like, just because everybody plays it doesn't mean it's the best rule set game on the market. This reminds me of a rant from last week. It is not the best rules set. The most accessible? Yes. The most played? Also, yes. Best? Not even fucking close. I will even gather to say, for the most part, 40k as I've seen it, it's probably closer to the worst rule set than the best. Age of Sigmar? Man, that's a really close to a good rule set. And then it's got the single stupidest rule in wargaming still alive somehow. <laughs> so, I mean, that pretty much makes that not good. We have a my buddy Spencer Wilkins who uh would be in my role playing game. Uh he's hung out with us and he doesn't he's been out of touch for a bit. Uh and he's asking about stuff and he was asking about that and we talked about that and we talked about the double turn. He said, That's fucking stupid. I'm like, Yep. But, you know, they the players, to their credit, the players go, this is the rule that exists. We're going to play around it. Sure. Wow. <laughs> what? Uh, I, the candy comment, I just out of nowhere. Yeah, that's very <laughs> random. Very random. No worries. Anyways, uh, but yeah, it's it's like, it's not the best rules. Let's please not pretend that it's the best rules. If it's the best rules, for fuck's sake, play some other games. Try other games. And that's one yes. thing that I was wanting to say. that There are a lot of smaller games, much cheaper, but not played as much because, like I said, it's not the most popular games, that are a whole lot more fun and a whole lot more tactical to it. And yeah. in my opinion, you'll get more out of it, in, in my opinion, honestly. Yep. Lord of the Rings is incredibly tactical. One of the best GW rule sets ever. Yeah. In fact, if you want the two best, so I don't have to rate them, are that and then Epic Armageddon. Epic Armageddon had great rules. See, I liked Lord of the Rings. I thought it was a lot of fun. thought it was really cool. The the biggest issue is getting people into it. It's hard to go to somebody and go, hey, I'd like to play this game. Cool. 
let's get into it. Let's see what it is. And then people are like, oh, no, everybody's playing this game, so I'm going to go play that well, game. Well, that's every game, though. Yeah, and that that's what I'm saying. That's like... the reason why it's hard to break. Me and a friend of mine, Nick, which we've had on this air, that does the heavy gear, he's like, one of his that we've been talking about, it's hard to get everybody away from X game because everybody's playing it, even though Y game is better. And I go, yeah, well, that's kind of the this. issue. At the end of the day, we're still talking about game rule sets. There are, they are still subjective. Correct. We're not talking objectively worse. It's subjectively worse. Sometimes people have been inundated so much that maybe 40K is the best game system for them. But as people, we don't have enough self-knowledge. You have to know that it is the best for you. You have to know that it ticks all those boxes, like that movie that everyone hates that you love, but because it's just your type of movie, it's okay. And we need to be more understanding as, you know, friends and fellow hobbyists or enthusiasts of movies or TV or whatever. Uh, and you have to understand that it's just not for you. It's okay. We don't all have to like the same thing. That's why there's so many things. And yeah, it sucks if your friends don't like the same games you you like, and you're gonna have to. It's a good time to find some more friends, not new friends. You're not losing them. You still have your interactions. Other friends, more friends, more friends is good. You know, you can find people who are going to play other stuff. Yeah. There you go. Exactly. And then maybe some cross back and forth between things. Oh, hey, I want to try out 40k. Oh, hey, I want to try out this other game you're playing, and it becomes a giant circle, and then suddenly you rule the world. Because friends, the power of friendship. All right, let's see. Uh, to know, did someone just did John just say someone liked cats? Um, probably someone liked cats, but for every rule, there is an exception, and that is the exception. Cats is objectively bad. <laughs> All right, so Xanderworth says, yeah, the rules suck. Absolutely. Uh, there's a lot of other games that can tickle your brain's fancy. Absolutely. Uh, true other games besides just miniature games too absolutely you know some people just like the way a certain game sometimes you like a rule in a game I really like the way this works or maybe you just want to play D&D because everyone plays D&D &D and you can always find a group to play awesome do it uh, Leisure says yeah I want to try Heavy Gear but I can't start another game until money issues get better also understandable luckily Heavy Gear is a reasonably inexpensive one um, so that's good but yeah you got to find the people to play the game like I've had like Legion will say, like, oh, you know, I've liked this game in Champion Games, but no one plays it. Like, that is my fucking life. Luckily, I've always had friends who have been willing to play other games. Babylon 5 Wars, the spaceship combat game, we played the crap out of that. There's just a handful of us, though. I ran for an open day at the local game store. I was actually an, a uh, field agent for Agents of Gaming who made that. I ran a grand total of two demos for Babylon 5 Wars. That's all people wanted to play. Two people. I think one might have been taking pity on me. <laughs> you know, it happens. Sometimes it is. Uh, yeah. So there was a GW is the VHS of tape recording system, but Betamax is just better. Absolutely. That is the best analogy. Um, um, says, uh, what else we got here? You got the race starting in Tristine. There you go. Someone likes that movie, Cookie. If War Machine Hordes goes away, I might get into heavy gear because I like the rules. Yeah, I mean, I don't know that it'll go away. They're not in that dire of straits, I don't yeah. think. Uh, they're kickstarting things, which is not a good sign, but it also means that they're going to be around. So, I wonder about that. 
Next opportunity I get it, we'll sing Memories for John very badly. I mean, I'll sing Bismarcky uh, right back at you. Uh, hope next Warfare Weekend I might G meet John finally. I will try. I can't go to Adepticon because work. I'm going to try to make it to at least one other place. Uh, John Con's a not widespread event that everyone's invited to, so I might try to go to Warfare Weekend as well, but mm-hmm. we will see. Let's see where money... I mean, money will probably be okay at then. I mean, I didn't tell everyone, but I got like a sizable raise that finally came through at work. Uh, for it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I won the Super Bowl. Now they're paying me for it. We use that so, analogy. Cookie mentioned hackers, and I haven't seen that, and I feel like that should be on the list. Uh, yeah. Hackers. Yeah. Next week, hackers. Do it. Hackers? Yeah. Is, is it streamable? Hold on. Yeah, it's on Amazon, I think. Fucking A. I'll just put, I mean, do I have some of a DVD? I think the ex-wife took that because those are her favorite movies, and one of the two movies, I'm like, absolutely like, yes. Take it by all means. Still, Packers. man from Uncle, we need to coordinate that. I, I know, I know. Yeah, I know. Well, we're done with certain things, and so I might have more time. I'm trying to make more time to watch movies, which might mean less time for streaming video games, but we'll see. So, yes, next week, Hackers. Make it so. You too, Gonzo. I got that movie memorized. Still, watch so, it again. So, just so Big Jim Slade knows, uh, Cats, not the musical, but the movie, is what John was referring to earlier. That is yes. the, uh, on our scale of Casablanca to worst movie ever, Cats is worst movie ever. Yep. All right, okay. so yeah, Hackers, looking forward to that. I hope Kathy will have a better reaction than she did to Death of Smoochie. <laughs> I didn't hate it. No, fair. Long live Zero Cool. And also, it, the planet. It, it beats out uh, Beastmaster, which I did grudgingly give a 3.5 stars to. <laughs> and I agreed. I'm willing to begrudgingly also give it a 3.5. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I give, of course, Cape Death Smoochie a much higher rating, but then again, I think its quirkiness fits my quirkiness very well. Again, and it's okay if people don't like that. I mean, it's. I fully understand. It's very strange. It's like when I say I like the Adventures of Buckaroo Bonds, and people are like, what? Also, one of my favorite movies. So, we or, are in complete more agreement. More importantly, Hudson Hawk is the one where everyone's like, I hated that oh, movie. I'm like... I loved Hudson Hawk. Alright. You hate that movie. I don't. I feel like I need to watch that again. Uh, that's the one I was most surprised. I had Creekins watch that with me, and she was... She enjoyed the crap out of it. Did she think it was great? That wasn't great. But it was enjoyable as fuck. Oh, but I loved it. Love, love, loved it. Mo said uh, Beastmaster is right there with Casablanca. Oh, uh, <laughs> uh, <laughs> I watched Beastmaster two weeks ago. And I'm here to tell you. It's We're not quite you. Casablanca. Not, not, not that, quite that level, sorry. <laughs> Look, still looking for the pool of the roof. Absolutely. We got, see, now we got hackers quotes coming through. So, uh, topic. What was the topic? Oh, price increase and ITC. Yeah, so, also funny. ITC, now owned by GW. Funny. Uh, but I think GW has to do some of that to try and put down on the uh, the people using just random models in it. You know, just whatever they can. And 
but I think it's actually not the the main goal of it. I think the main goal is GW is actually still trying to engage more with their customers again. I mean, years ago, they turned the Outriders into the Commandos and then killed the Commandos. Uh, I think they're trying to come back uh, and and get back to a point where they're directly interacting with people. Because the stuff they're doing, like, prices and rules aside, the rest of the stuff they're doing as a company is pretty fucking spot on. Good interaction, very good team running their Twitter, people running their videos are good. They're doing a great job. And honestly, rules are secondary to them anyways. They're going to make the best models, and they do. And the rules just, they just, you make it playable and do what you can to make it fun. They don't fucking care. I mean, they're going to have the full churn to make, you know, additions. They're trying not to make additions too quickly, it seems, but it's still going to be a churn because that means they get to be cycling books and the only way to make money off of books is to cycle them so any other thoughts on that kathy or gonzo no i i wanted to bring up that even if everybody is playing that there are games out there that you can play so don't feel like you have to go spend two thousand dollars to play with your friends don't put yourself in debt because I've seen some people go, well, all my friends are playing this, so I must play it. No, you don't have to. Oh, and another point is, I know there's a lot of stuff out there that is going to go up in price. You don't need to buy it all right now. I'm here to tell you. You don't need to. Make sure everything else is paid. Make sure you're in a good spot. Then, if you want to, you can add to your pile of potential... Uh, and get a bunch of stuff, but don't don't be crazy about it, please. Make sure you're, you're paying your bills. You don't want to go down and be like, "Oh crap, I uh, have to be careful because I spent all this money on I don't know, random example, 40k models or action figures." That's never happened to me multiple times. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, so there you go. Um, and if you like a game and you don't see people playing it, if the store is carrying it, someone there probably knows who's playing it. Talk to them. Interact with the people at your store. Get to know them. They want to... Uh, Gonzo, what blue is that? This blue is Cobalt Blue by Green Stuff. Green Stuff. Yeah, Green Stuff. It's one of the... Uh, yeah. the color Shift. Color Shift. shift. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. So Color Shift. It's actually a little bit more purple than what's showing up, of course, on camera. Because actually, let me see if I can see what's on. And that's uh, that's out of an airbrush. Important yes. to note, because when you brush it on, it looked different. Like right here is actually purple, but it's really hard to see. So all the dark areas are actually purple. Yeah. Um, and you... Do what? What's that? Something at Adepticon? I'm just reading. Banyan. Oh, yeah, Banyan's. May not. What? He should be. You got to bring him a lord. Yeah, Adepticon is in danger because my company is. F around? Yeah. Oh. 
They'll fix that, Banyan. Yeah, uh, but yeah, you need to bring a Malort. That was a whole conversation about Malort. He'll, he'll love it. I think Banyan is it. Not we had to Dave explain also? it. No, brush it. Not brush it, Dave. Also, not brush it, Dave is more likely to like it because his taste buds are fucked up. <laughs> I can't taste anything, so it'll be fine. <laughs> he, he he tastes certain things more and less. Okay. Um. So, but they need to try it. Or. And, and... And I might actually like send it. you some money, Kathy. I might send you have you buy a bottle and just have you send it back with them. <laughs> um, I feel like we could record that anywhere I'm at and we could all taste it and actually give live reactions. I think that would be an absolute wonderful content. Hashtag I, content. I feel like you might be able to get it at liquor stores there. I might. I think it's in distribution. Yeah, but I don't want to be seen picking it up. <laughs> you live in Chicago. It's understandable. It's a Chicago institution. <laughs> Maybe they well, sell it at my local liquor store. Well, Lord, because tonight's the night you want to fight your father. <laughs> There's a whole bunch of lines like that. Well, Lord, these pants aren't going to shit themselves. What did you Google it? Yeah, we Googled it. We went. I didn't Google it right now. Those are the ones we talked about yesterday. It was There was a whole conversation about it. It was great. Oh, my God. Uh, it is almost on preach section. Okay. Hey, All Kathy, right, so. did you ever paint your void gates up? Did I ever paint my void gates? That's awfully personal. <laughs> I have gotten, uh, I have some paint <laughs> on them. Yeah, I mean, these are the void gates, you know, the ones that I 3D printed. I'm going to. Is Void Gate now just a euphemism for your ass? <laughs> <laughs> I mean... You want to go there. I know you don't want to go I, there. I I didn't remember that that's what those are called. Oh, I, I was know. Like, like, that was a great wait. answer. And it just made my brain go to terrible, terrible places. <laughs> Excellent. My work here is done. It looks like you stopped him part of the way through, Gonzo. I did because I this was, this actually broke on the hip. Oh, and so I had to fix it. Uh, let's just look at that waist twist. He's twisting that waist like a motherfucker. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. He's raring up is the like stab. Like a person inside of it, or is it just a mech? It's it's a mech. It's a full robot. Oh, so it doesn't matter then. Yeah, doesn't matter. You twisted him around, doesn't care. So yeah, I need to get these. This unit. Three, three models of this, which are the troops. Um, the commander, the weaver, and the warjack done by Friday. So, doable. Just got to do it. Um, and I did do a brush of this stuff uh, at one point, John. I put it out there because I had actually chipped some stuff because you can't seal these models after you paint them or it ruins the color shift ability. Uh, yep. I did paint on with a brush. And it goes on darker, huh. because it has to be thicker. Probably because you uh, also because you shook it up really well. I think afterwards that's. Well, no, because I the jet, uh, the bike, one of the bikes that I did, one of the tips of the fins, I knocked it around, it messed up, and so I put some black on it again, and then re put it on there and put it on by brush instead of uh, airbrushing it, put it on by hand brush, and it came out darker for hmm. some reason. Which is interesting. I may try a, a model or two and try to do and see what it looks like, you know, 
brushing it on for shiggles. But here's a good point. Like, if you're going to use these color shift paints, try and do the whole army at once. Yes. Yeah. Which I didn't show off these guys. These are one of the newer units. I should paint a battle back in color shift paints. I like those. Yeah, they're cool. Yeah. I like them. They're a little sh shield guard unit. Melee shield guard unit. Which I probably, if I have enough money and Turbo Dork is at Adepticon, I want to pick up some of his paints, his color shift stuff. Yeah, I've liked them. Even, like, I'll be honest, even if you don't use those color shift, uh, you know, I mentioned I just used one of their color shifts I have on some bits from Marvel Crisis Protocol stuff, and it looked really good. Yeah. I don't have it handy because it's on a model in my case. So. But I, for Adepticon, I have not only these five models, but I have another 15 models of paint. That's uh, why he's not bad for Adepticon. No. You got to get to it. No. Well, that's one, of the, that's one of the really good things behind uh, Warcaster is you don't have to have a ton of models anyway, so to play. Huh, fair enough. At their largest point value, so it's, it's kind of easy. Unlike, you know... 40k or uh, War Machine and Hordes, you're like, oh crap. I have 100 plus models. Or if you're playing Orcs, 400,000 models. I mean, hopefully <laughs> you don't have 100 plus models in War Machine and Hordes. No. I'm just saying. It's a lot of I models. mean, I, I recall the most models I played in War Machine and Hordes was like, okay, it was a lot. <laughs> it had to be like 60, 70 models, but I like, that was the point. It was like, all the steelhead halberdiers I could, Alexia and the Risen, all of the, uh, you know, some hammer guard units just because I needed to. I was waiting. <laughs> oh, did someone else get it? Yeah, Captain Izzy did. But yeah, no, I mean, it, these models. Uh, one of the things about it that I like about Warcaster is there's not a lot of models to the game. Yeah. I, I'm waiting for my Rogue and Gambit and my Colossus and Magic. Hmm. Um, Going I for the X-Men? Okay, so one of the things that we were talking about when we were talking about playing things is I was like, I can't buy every single MCP model. One, it's way oh. too expensive. Two, I, I don't want to play all those models. I want to stick to certain things. Like, I like... I like the Asgard. I think the Asgards are really fun because Loki's a, a ball buster. And uh, I like X-Men. X-Men. I've always been an X-Men reader, X-Men comic, X-Men everything. So I'm like, I'll go with X-Men. And so <laughs> that's one of the things I went. I was like, if I'm going to play MCP, it's going to be only X-Men. I can't buy I mean, 50 billion Asgard is easy, too, because Asgard is, what, like four boxes? Yeah, yeah, which is a reasonable. Yeah. Yeah, four boxes. And the good thing is, once you get all those models, if you get X-Men and that, you start getting other factions if you want to branch out. And I think that's the key. We can do a whole cast on that. Maybe we will in the future. Maybe we'll talk about that when we talk about uh, how much it costs to get into Marvel Crisis Protocol. Yeah. Because, I mean, there's there's a thing of getting into, getting into a game, even though you may buy one army, you eventually go, oh, damn, I want to get that army, too, because it looks cool or, you know, it looks like it's fun. And it le le leads to... Uh, also, when at all possible, if you're willing to do that, I think you should have two armies just so you can teach someone how to play. 
I, I'm a Probably. I'm a big fan of if you've got a game and you want to teach someone to play, buy two starter sets if you can, or a two player starter set, type thing. Yep. Like you know, uh, Warcaster has single starter sets of each faction, and it gives a great breakdown of it. Buy mm-hmm. a two. You can you can usually get them pretty cheap, and that's what I did. I got my set. I got my two sets, and a friend of mine, Nick, is bringing his set. Um, and we're gonna we'll have all the factions except for one because he sold the other one to somebody that wanted to play it. And he was like, "All right, I'll sell you my other Fair faction." Anybody that's willing to play it, willing to play it. Yep. So, uh, media section. Yep. Media section. I have eight hundred forty-two thousand three hundred twenty-one point four. In other news, water's wet and the sky is blue. <laughs> yep. I have like three things. I also have three things. Uh, I think we could, we all have one yeah, together we, at least. because We all have out. Book of Boba Fett, which we'll do last in case anyone doesn't want to get spoilers because we're going to get spoilerific. Because we will do a spoiled episode on that. Uh, and then I have two things besides that. Okay. Uh, I actually have one, two, three, four four things total not counting the one we have together but i did want to give a little thing to kathy uh sulfur springs got renewed for season three so that'll be something you know you can catch up on that and not feel bad if you <laughs> finish it i forgot all about it. i wanted to watch season two yeah since season two went out uh they just got renewed for season three which i'm like cool nice. i like seeing shows that get renewed that are good quality shows, even if it's not my thing. You know what I'm saying? Like, it's a kid's show. Correct. Kids can watch it, but adults will also enjoy yeah. it. It's definitely enjoyable and everything, and it's like, yeah, this show, I, I could see it. It should be renewed type thing. So, um, I'll go with one of mine. And um, so I watched a movie, and it's been a while, and I didn't talk about it. It's one of my list. Uh, Mother Android. Uh, Mother Android is on Hulu. Uh, Mother Android is... It, it, I think what it is, it wasn't on Hulu. It was originally supposed to go to theaters, but Hulu bought it out to show it. Um, and pretty much what the show is, um, humans have got their own Android butlers and workers and all that stuff now. And one day, Android said, Android said enough is enough and attack humanity. And they go out and try to destroy all humans. And so it's like the aftermath of that happening. And it's two teenagers trying to survive to get to a place where the couple can have their children. Uh, have a child because the, uh, the, the girl is pregnant. Um, and so she's trying to, they're trying to escape. And I, there's like a story that you can go to Japan or someplace else that's like a safe haven for humans and of course there's always there's this conflict between humans and androids and fringe and EMPs and all this other stuff this show is not good this movie was not good at all um, it, 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 it actually peaks right it's, it's a meh to a 4 so like 3.5 space herpes to a 4 it, it the pacing is off the story is off the ending doesn't even explain. It just gets you. I had to actually look up the ending to go, what actually did they mean to do to the ending? Um, and why was it like this? And it just it just didn't work. I was not happy at all. 
Um, cool concept, you know, trying to stay alive while androids hunt you and everything, but it was just not good at all. So it gives it gets like almost almost a four space her, space RP for me. So, John. Uh, well, Bainey and I finished watching uh, Reacher season one. I have got that on my list because I want to. Everybody said a lot of good things about it. I was uh, wondering about that one too. It is very good. It follows the book closely enough, but not slavishly by any stretch. Uh, it does update it to more modern technology since the book is about twenty-five years old. <laughs> um, but it's pretty good. There's a couple points where you know it's relatively grounded, but sometimes it's not a hundred percent. A couple times we're like, that's... And some of it explained later, some of it you're just like, how did that... Or that doesn't work like that, the standard, the standard action TV show movie stuff. So nothing really out there. But enjoyed the crap out of it. The actor really grows on you as Reacher. He's pretty close to what the books is. All the secondary characters are great. And, uh, like, I don't want to spoil any of it. I mean, again, if you've read the first book... Which apparently Banyan didn't remember if he read the first book or not. He didn't remember it in the story. I read the first book and I know that I've read it. So uh, I definitely enjoyed the crap out of it. And uh, it's got a lot of good reviews. It, yeah, I'm going to give it. Uh, I mean, I, I could give it maybe a half or something, but it's probably going to be straight zero. I mean, it, it's it's a great series. It was worth watching. We watched it in about two weeks. It's eight episodes, each one between 45 minutes and an hour long. So does a good job. Yeah, I, I, I've got everybody that's watched it says it's been really solid. Yeah, absolutely. Kathy, what you got? I watched for the first time Tremors. Oh man! Uh, I capped Mizzy's recommendation. <laughs> she said it was stupid fun and I should watch it, so I did. <laughs> and it was stupid fun. I loved it. Pardon my French. <laughs> and I was watching it with somebody who's German. And when when the guy said, pardon my French the first time, he was like, what? What? <laughs> like, he wasn't speaking French. And then he said it again, and I was like, this is an expression. This yes. is an American expression. It really doesn't make any sense. <laughs> it's never about French. Nope. <laughs> about swearing and I don't know why it's yeah there you go but yeah I I enjoyed it I didn't realize it was such an old movie like I had no idea when it was made I didn't look at the date but Kevin Bacon looked very young also I feel like the girls should have ended up with uh, the other guy just saying I mean 1990. It's 32 years old. You're welcome. Uh, I don't know that I have anything else. Tremors, Xander. Tremors. <laughs> uh, yeah, Cookie says, ouch, never tell me the age. Yeah, I... I really liked it. It was fun. I laughed my ass off during the whole thing. Uh, so that's a win. Uh, I'll give it I give it two stars because it is stupid, but oh my god, it's so fun and so funny. 
Wait, the, space herpes? The worm. Oh, space herpes. Yeah. <laughs> space herpes. Yeah, Banyan did go there and watch a whole bunch of them. Watch Problem is all it, the tremors. Yeah, they don't all have Kevin. Ba- yeah, they don't all have uh, Fred Ward. So. Yeah. No, no, and uh, yeah, I was talking with my friend who has seen all of them and who was telling me about, you know, the other ones, ones that were okay and ones that were terrible, and you know what they were about. And, yeah, not all tremors are made equal. That was the consensus. Um, I got to finish. I had to do uh, a bunch of writing and some stuff for some applications and everything. And so I binged watched the last season of Expanse, uh, the final season, as they're calling it, because well, they actually said that they are the story is over. They're doing another season. It's just not following the same characters. Are they gonna spin it off? They, so they had to to get. I hate to say it bluntly. They get sci-fi out of the deal because sci-fi canceled. Then Amazon picked it up. In order for Amazon to cut sci-fi completely out, they have to end that and do another one, which I think they were planning on doing anyways. Yeah, but so it's going to be I following think a different people. Would work well. Yeah, yeah, you could. There's more this story there's arc. Plenty of books. Pretty much, yeah. they said this story arc is over and it's completed, which is good because that means that you can start fresh anew and, like I said, a spinoff. Um, yeah. And so I watched the final season. I've liked Expanse. I thought it was a great series. Um, it is, and I don't want to call it low sci-fi because it's not alien sci-fi is the best way to put so, it. So the correct terminology is hard sci-fi, sir. Yeah. But, I mean, there's no aliens, you know, technically. There, there, there are aliens. Correct. I mean, but I'm talking about they're not. Any. You don't see any. And it's actually more less to do with aliens. I mean, more they're not—they're with... not humanoid like in, you know. They're Star not a Star Wars, Wars alien, Trek. correct? Yeah, and it's less to do with the aliens and more to do with the technology levels and how right. technology works. Because they're still aside using... from a couple times, technology is generally hard sci-fi. Yeah, gravity is the thing. There's no magic thing that lets them, you know. No lasers. Well, I guess technically once. Once you have the gate opening up, technically at that point it becomes soft sci-fi. Yeah. But it's sort of a mix because generally most things function by physics and it's hard sci-fi. It's uh, it's that weird mix. And it, it's hard to get things that are straight one or the other. Yeah, a more realistic sci-fi that you can take on than anything yeah. else. A very understandable sci-fi. I well, mean, they're still effects. using slug throwers as, you know, in their guns, using bullets and not laser beams. I mean, let's be Which honest. Which is fine with me because yeah. the way the future has always been, it's been way slower technological advancements <laughs> in a lot of places than we ever expect. Yep. And honestly, if you're fighting on spaceships, luckily are good because you can make uh, what's called a frangible round. That'll kill a person quite well, but won't go through the hull of a fucking starship. And that's smart. But I mean, for all intents and purposes, it is a great sci-fi show. Um, and it's very interesting cause I'm watching it and I'm like, you know, they're walking around the spacecraft, you know, it's just in normal clothes talking around the resonante and there everything. And it's, it's enjoyable and the, the characters are fun. They're like, to get into. And then they're like, Oh, we're going to get into a fight. Everybody get in your spacesuits. And it, it got me thinking, why would they get in their spacesuits if they're going to get into a fight? And I'm like, 
because this technology, they don't have this magic shield that'll go over a hole in the wall like in Star Trek, you know, and shield up. You know, a hole gets put in through a slug. There goes well, all they, the atmosphere. They, they covered that season thing. one. Yeah, yes. but I mean, yeah. it, it, it's just it just it's been a while since you know I've uh, you know I watched all the Star Trek and it just going oh yeah this is a more realistic they've got to have this and they've got to wear this um, type thing so it just kind of it just kind of re it puts more into the aspect of what this sci fi is supposed to be it's mm-hmm. not supposed to be about the Star Trek and the Star Wars it's supposed to be about humans and you know human technology that we can understand a whole lot easier uh, type thing. Of course, with the gates and the aliens and stuff like that, I did have to go and look up some stuff afterwards because I was kind of like, why did they introduce this story into this that really had no reason to be in there and really didn't do anything with the current, you know, thing. And they said they included some things that were in the book that they wish they could have expanded on, but didn't. Um, and so it was like, okay, I understand. But I mean, I had to look it up and just kind of figure it cause it was kind of, it was kind of weird. Um, I really, really like the expanse for what it is. It doesn't try to bullshit you into stuff for most of the time. It's like life fucking sucks because everybody else wants a piece of the pie and everybody wants to control everything. And here's the politics behind it all. Well, but let me counter with, you know, and I'm not fully caught up yet. It's a good series overall, and it's not that depressing Game of Thrones, people die randomly for no fucking reason. Like, yeah. it happened once or twice, but most of the time, people die for a reason in there, yeah. and they do a good job with it. It's it's a very good series. I'm looking forward to finishing it. I just need, don't want to have seven series I'm watching all at once. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it's, 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 not, it's, it's not dark, gritty, you know, depressing, but it is realistic. You know, mm-hmm. politics plays a thing, and people will die yep. because so and so wants power. Yeah. But I enjoyed it. The last season was really good. Uh, the last episode was really, really good uh, in it, and I like the I like the resonante. I like the crew. I like those are my favorite out of any of the faction people and anybody else. The people that were on there, I want a show just on them doing shit. And, and run around like a firefly type, you know, type thing where they just go out and they're doing whatever they can. I think this might be a good one to revisit when Kathy and I finish the series, too. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, because... Then we can spoil I, our... Yeah. Yeah. Because I really enjoyed it up to this point. Yeah. But I enjoyed it. I, I give it like half a Space Harpies because there was... You could tell that there was some production values dropped in the last season special effects wise there were certain wise. things in the last uh yeah uh, there were certain things about season two and three that weird too so yeah I, it, it overall but i mean half is being nitpicky in my opinion yeah. it's a good solid sci-fi it'll it'll get better and if a good spinoff comes around like i haven't read anything or don't know about it uh it, and it's the it is on. like a hundred percent there is a spinoff a yeah. spinoff series coming it it i hope it's a Rosinante type thing and then it's, it's you know a ton of fun if they just want to do something in the world fine I don't mind learning more about the world so I enjoyed it glad I got to finish it John uh, well I watched a movie when uh, unfortunately Kathy's recommendation of Tremors came back a little too late I was already 
eating and watching a movie. I watched the first Cannonball Run. <gasps> oh. Man. Uh, oh, that would have been fun to watch the other. It's, uh, it's a product of its time. Yeah. It is, at points, a little rough. Um, I would say it is now what I like to call a clip movie, where you're, you're probably not going to watch the whole thing through a lot. You're going to watch clips from it. And as a clip movie, it's great, because you want to see the good parts. Some of the humor falls flat. I think it's timely. I think the people who were doing the humor might have been a big deal when the movie came out, but maybe only barely, so we don't know them. Like, let's be honest, who knows who Jimmy the Greek Snyder is? Almost no one. Because <laughs> he was barely a big deal to a certain amount of people before he said some stupid shit. And then got the earlier version of Cancelled. Uh, but, you know, Dom DeLuise and Burt Reynolds are both hilarious and fun through most of it. Um, the female lead, who I can't remember, uh, she was in Charlie's Angels. Was it Farrah Fawcett? She was in Charlie's Angels. Uh, let me find out. I probably should have done this, Paul. Uh, Roger Moore's in it. He's pretty funny through his parts because he's basically playing someone who's not Roger Moore saying he's Roger Moore. Uh, <laughs> and it, it is Farrah Fawcett. Uh, Sammy Davis Jr. and Dean Martin are in it. They're not as funny as they are in the next one. Uh, Jack Elam's in it, and he's fucking hilarious as the doctor, because they're... The whole idea of the Cannonball Run is the Cannonball Run. They're running from New York, or in this case, Connecticut, to L.A. to see how fast they can do it. So, that was the second movie, Xander Vorlord. Uh So, that's the whole thing, just hijinks and all, and Burt Reynolds and Dom DeLuise are in a ambulance. See so a doctor to patients. So they get a doctor of Jack Elam, who's great um, as proctologist. A lot of oh, shitty dear. jokes there, pun intended. Uh, and uh, then they kind of, they basically kidnap Farrah Fawcett, who's playing a really ditzy, I don't know, woman uh, through it, but she ends up being okay with it. Uh, let's see who else is in there. That uh, Terry Bradshaw's in it, but doesn't matter. I'll be honest, he had a lot of parts. Adrian Barbeau and another young lady are driving the Lamborghini, but they redo that particular uh, bit in the next movie. They're okay. I mean, they're both doing the standard what you'd expect from women driving fast getting pulled over by cops. Uh, Jackie Chan and his co-pilot are in it as the drivers of a Japanese of a Japanese car. I know Jackie Chan, Japanese. The fucking 80s. What are you going to do? Uh, they're somewhat amusing, but they don't get a lot of parts. Uh, better in the second movie, as Xander Vorder said, where it's Jackie Chan and Jaws. Uh, Jamie Farr is the Sheik. We'll be back in the second movie. He's better in that. And I'll say, basically, the best parts are all around Burt Reynolds and Dom DeLuise and Roger Moore. Uh, those that and their crews. The rest, not as good, but they definitely get a lot better in the second movie. The second movie, I feel like, uh, yeah, they watched the dirty movie in the car, Commandius. Um, I feel like the second movie perfects that particular uh, genre. It is basically the same movie with a couple minor twists. But uh, it's fun. It's the first one I said, just watch some clips from it. The intro is great. There's a couple cool stunts. But a lot of it's forgettable and merely okay. I'm going to give it... I'm going to give it two and a half. And that is being a little generous because of the time. A lot of the jokes, I'm sure, would have hit better at the time. But... 
you're watching it for Burt Reynolds, Dom DeLuise, and some fun stunts and all. And it's a good time. Kathy, you got one more before we hit? That's all I remember. You got one more before we hit Book of Boba Fett? I feel like I could include this one. Do it. I watched uh, The Good, The Bad, and The Ugly. Yes. Today. But the reason I watched it is because I watched The Book of Boba Fett. <laughs> well, go ahead and hit your review of that first, and then we'll talk about Book of Boba Fett. The I mean, I've, I've seen it before. I own these movies. The, so do I. The trilogy. The so, Dollar Trilogy, yes. Yeah. Uh, the Good, The Bad, and The Ugly is the longest and probably the best of it, but it does feel like it drags once in a while you know and it's funny because in my version i didn't realize this but uh there's 14 extra minutes that happen in the european version and uh they're pretty much unnecessary let me tell you they they explained things though yeah but there's a point where a movie Although it's already it a was long movie all in, it was all in italian here so they 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 because they never intended to to show those parts in the u.s so they never you know never overdubbed them yeah so i couldn't understand what they were saying but it explained you know a few scenes where i was like well i mean i literally was thinking why is he i thought he was doing this why is he now over here so i was like ah okay and there are two more scenes where Angel Eyes was in them because at one point I was wondering, well, what the hell happened to this guy? When are we going to see him again? And it had been a long time since I'd watched it before. So I'm like, when? Wait, does he he comes in further on? I know he comes back, yeah. you know. But they they show these things, and all of a sudden I'm like, oh, okay. But yeah, there are parts of it where they just stretch out the the trumpet music yeah <laughs> they stretch out the the sweeping vista for just yeah. a few or, seconds longer than necessary or the the the, the civil war the civil war battle know. i was like like that's not necessary at this point you know you're you're making an overly long movie more long i i, I there were other there were other parts that dealt with the the civil war aspect of it hmm? that were in the deleted scenes as well. So that would have made more sense too. Yeah. But, uh, but, still, but still a great movie. Seeing, seeing these guys blow up the bridge and seeing the, the piece that brought to the captain who was sending his guys into a meat grinder because orders. Uh, and now they didn't have to guard the stupid bridge anymore and lose all these guys all the time in this senseless, battle uh, that was just it wasn't part of the story of these three guys mm-hmm. you know but it was something that that the uh, the director wanted to tell and I kind of wondered if it had I kind of wondered if it had a little to do with uh, with the politics you know or, or social things that were going on in Italy at the time too. Definitely possible. And and that that there was some kind of an allegory. 
Well, fair enough. But I mean, other than that, of course, great performances by Clint Eastwood, Eli Wallach, and by um, Lee Van Cleef. Um, I love the crap out of the movie. Uh, I I think it's probably the one I rewatched the most out of that, or rewatched the least out of that trilogy. But it's still technically probably the best overall movie out of that trilogy. It's just also the longest. Yeah, yeah. Worth so, watching, and the music well, is amazing. Oh of yeah, of course, it's a classic. Yeah. What do you give it as a rating? Oh, it has zero space herpes for me. Zero. Ah. I'd probably get it a half just because it does drag a bit at points. But they're pretty points. Yeah, no, absolutely. Uh, and now I have to watch the other two, A Fistful of Dollars and for a few dollars more. So. Fair enough. And then and then just, just because Clint Eastwood, I need to watch Hang Em High. And also I don't own the Outlaw Josie Wales. I'm not sure why. So, I mean. Solvable problem. Yeah, I mean, I have to solve that problem. There you go, everyone. I think uh, we're up to I talking up. To... One thing before we get to Boba Fett. Um, I decided to watch Ted Lasso uh, on Apple TV Plus because everybody says it's amazing. And everybody's you know won a bunch of awards. They're right. This show's fucking amazing. Um, I've watched season one and season two. I know a lot of people aren't going to watch it because it is an Apple Plus yeah. uh, type thing. But... It's it's actually the hype is real on this one. It is actually very very good. You can tell that they hired English and British writers, so it can you know you can feel that it's got that British humor in it, and not only American style humor in it. Um, and it's got it, it's a show that's got some emotion in it too, which is interesting because I was just expecting you know a comedy series, but it it's actually really really good. I binged watch season one and season two. Uh, English and British. <laughs> you know what I'm saying. American. <laughs> and British writers. Comedy writers. That they disrupt your groove. They, they definitely... Um, you can tell that they try to go on both styles of comedy in this, which is good. Um, because of where it's situated. I thoroughly enjoyed this. and um, I only give it... I'd barely give it half a space herpes because this show is, is solid. I enjoyed the really good. I enjoyed the shit of it. It's going to take a while for season three to come out, which is going to be a bummer, but I enjoyed the hell out of it. All right. Book of Boba Fett. Please leave the room. If you don't want to be spoiled, we are going to spoil book of Boba Fett. We are. All right. You've been warned. Book of Boba Fett being spoiled. Five, four, three, two, one. Bye. All right. Book of Boba Fett. This was not just about Boba Fett, and I think that's why people were pissed off because they had these preconceived notions that Boba Fett is supposed to be this whatever from the what three minutes he had in Star Wars. When Four. Is yeah. Four entire minutes over the course <laughs> of three movies. Well, it's technically two movies. Two movies. Isn't really isn't really in a new yeah. hope. But I mean. Oh, that's true. It even says at the very beginning of this, this is a story about him changing who he is and becoming a different person. Yeah. 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 It is absolutely it, is, too. Is it the perfect Boba Fett series? No. No. Was it a good series? Yeah. I enjoyed it. But was it the best one they've done? No. No. 
The people that are and, shitting all over it, just... John? Star Wars rant. Star no. Wars fans. I mean, we're... No, I'm gonna just going to do that. That Twitter post I had where the guy who was trying to shit on the Twitter post to him and ended up, in my opinion, shitting all over himself is if you love what Star Wars could be, not what Star Wars is, then you don't really love Star Wars. And my addendum to that is, and that's okay. It's okay to just light parks of Star Wars. You don't have to be a super fan. It's it's not the 90s where there was no Star Wars content. We were keeping it alive by loving everything that came with Star Wars, even if you shouldn't have loved it. It's entrenched. It's not going away. It's okay to just visit parts of it if you just like that part. Yeah. I mean, one of my things is I like to learn about more about the Star Wars universe, galaxies, whatever you want to. And same people have always been, you know, like, who the fuck are they? What, you know, what, what's their deal? And mm-hmm. to learn about them in this was really cool, in my opinion. I, I enjoyed it. 100%. When I was seven, for the first time I saw Star Wars in the theater, I was seven. And it was the sand people that I liked. And my first action figure was a Tusken Raider. And uh, so... <laughs> Yeah, I was thrilled to get a backstory on these nomadic tribal people. Yeah. You know, and yeah. build up their culture. It was great. I, I, I enjoyed it in The Mandalorian when they touched on it. Mm-hmm. And I enjoyed it when uh, when they really fleshed it out more in his dream sequences. Yes. Yeah, the whole I, thing was great. I thought it was a blast. Um, I think my only... I don't want to say it's not even a complaint. It was just kind of like I didn't care for the speeder bike crew that much. It just they were like, okay, I get it, but I enjoyed especially the last episode. The last episode was a ton of fun. They combined a bunch of people. They interlocked a bunch of they. They're bringing people in from other series and making this a whole world and not just about Boba Fett. It's it's like uh, it's like the Marvel universe. Yes. That that they're doing the same thing with this. They're connecting all these different things, and uh, you know, and Boba Fett was in the last few episodes of The Mandalorian, right? Or he was in a few episodes of The Mandalorian. Two or three, I can't remember. Yeah. Uh, to set up Book of Boba Fett. Mm-hmm. So Mando comes in the last couple episodes of book of boba fett to set up the new the next season of mandalorian so i didn't really have a problem with that part of it i did that episode five had no boba fett and episode six had a cameo by boba fett (laughs) you could have spread that out better um i feel like it was I don't agree that most of it wasn't very good. Uh, I think the story was fine. It wasn't great. It wasn't anything earth-shattering, but it was fine. Um, I think it was a little unfocused. I think that a lot of people were shitting on Robert Rodriguez, rightfully, because Robert Rodriguez should not make Star Wars content because his directing style is not good for it. So at no point in the last episode until the end did I tell you who the director is, but I guarantee you there's a point and I realized it was Robert Rodriguez when the one huh. uh, black mod guy did the stupid spin to shoot the guy <laughs> for no fucking reason, I'm like, oh, it's Robert Rodriguez. Why'd they let him direct this shit? Because <laughs> the best episode was episode five that was not directed by Robert Rodriguez or David Filoni. And it was the all-Mando episode. It was the best episode of the season. 
overall from start to finish. Now, the last episode was great, has great action, some cool stuff. I think the the biggest biggest problems was that this has is it is more of the book of fan service and tropes. This is not I feel like this is not written by the same guys who did the Mandalorian overall, even though it is, because it is a lot of tropes and a lot of fan service. It is style over substance, and I'm okay with that this time. Yeah, well, it can't all be is, substance. It, it was it was fucking super fun. I was when I was watching the last episode. I'm sitting there and I'm thinking, and I'm like, okay, this is a lot of fun, a lot of cool action, you know, so on and so forth. And I'm like, this is what it would be a Star Wars episode if you role played it. With a bunch of people, yeah. This 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 would be a role played Star Wars episode with the rancor and the throwing of things and all the stuff, and it was like the ending of a role playing session because it was just continuous action and continuous fighting and all this other yeah. stuff. I, I think this is a as a Star Wars series, it is great. As a Book of Boba Fett series, it's okay. Yeah, I could see it that way. But, I mean, again, enjoyable. Like the characters that got to recur. Uh, overall, I think I did a great job. <laughs> um, Andrew says it was a cowboy film, but was a little lacking. And that is why I watched The Good, The Bad, and The Ugly. Yeah, you, you get this. Uh, this is a space cowboy film at the very end. Yeah, and I mean, let's... Especially, especially when Cad Bane shows up and I'm like wait this is Angel Eyes <laughs> I have never Basically. seen the cartoon stuff I have no other frame of reference for this character he shows up you know he lifts his hat up you know to reveal his face and I'm like okay I'm waiting for Lee Van Cleef's face to show up I mean when you say it that way absolutely um, it would I will say, while I'm not the biggest Cad Bane fan, because I'm not the biggest Clone Wars, Wars fan, fan. <laughs> uh, I did think they made him menacing and interesting. I am a little disappointed they killed him at the end, but he's not possibly. He's not dead. Yeah, he's not oh, he's dead. dead. He's probably dead. No, no. Now, you know, everybody's got a tank they can shut, put a guy into. I mean, <laughs> the elephant character is coming back, too. Yeah, well, he always is shot in the shoulder, though. Yeah, if you listen to it, actually, I so I, so I watch the subtitles. There's a bunch of stuff of them talking in the background. I mean, like, he could be dead. He could not be dead. Yeah. Um, yeah. Well, I enjoyed it. Um, hmm. I don't know that one. On. <laughs> Shut up. <laughs> Cad Bane was really good. People, I mean, I watched some of the stuff. But as soon as they showed the silhouette, I was like, Oh, I knew it was, too. Yeah, I'm like, yeah, like, it's Cad yeah, Bane. It is Cad Bane. See, and I was over here enjoying my fantasy that Lee Van Cleef came back to life. <laughs> fair, fair. And um, you know what? I'm sticking with that canon. Like, I'll say, this, was it perfect? It was definitely not perfect. It was enjoyable. It was good Star Wars content. And I'm here for good Star Wars content. Yes. yes. Yeah. I think I, I if, had a lot of fun with it. So, I, again, yeah. the quote if you like what's, if you love what Star Wars could be, but not what it is, you don't love Star Wars. <laughs> So, and it's okay to not. You can just like it. You can just like certain parts. Hey, we're at that point with all of our fandoms, guys. They're entrenched. You can just like parts. You don't have to love every Marvel movie. You don't have to watch every Marvel movie. 
Watch the ones you want. You don't have to watch every Star Wars movie. Watch the ones you want. It's okay. If you don't give a flying fuck about Obi-Wan, don't watch the Obi-Wan series. It's okay. Oh, I'm so ready for Obi-Wan. I think you're putting way too much pressure on that, and I don't think I think it's going to disappoint you. I hope it yeah, doesn't, but I, I, I I'm looking forward told to it. So many no, stories same. about Obi Wan yeah. already. What, are put, they going to do that Obi Wan preschool now? And here's the thing, Kathy doesn't realize that there was an episode of Rebels or some or two with Obi Wan in it. So there's even more Obi Wan content out, and they're doing a whole another standalone separate thing for him. Yep. Because he's been in, like... And you and McGregor needs work, too. Yeah. All right. I'm, I'm okay with it. I just think people I mean, I'm not going to gonna say I won't watch it, because... I'm looking forward to it, because I like Obi-Wan, and I wanted to know, depending on what they're doing, if it's going to be, you know, the story of him on just Tatooine, although I think we need to finally break away from Tatooine. I don't think you're going to yeah. offer him. Well, I feel, like, I feel like that's where it's heading. It's heading off-world with this whole Pike you know, syndicate thing. Well, it's going to be a different timeline. Yeah, it's a different timeline. It's earlier. Um, so it's I after say, he's dropped off Luke and Leia, and his, yeah. he's in hiding. But before the rebellion. Yes. Before we're going, I want to say two things uh, about this. Is the two things I think we need to make sure we understand is one: temper your fucking expectations, everyone. Don't expect everything to be the best. It's not all going to be the best. No one can deliver that level of content constantly. It's just not possible. Second, if you love something from Legends Star Wars, stuff before Disney they discontinued, put that shit out of your mind and stop expecting it to be that. It's not going to be that. If you're expecting that, you're only setting yourself up for disappointment, and you're going to blame them for something that's ostensibly not their fucking fault. It's your own fault. And you don't want to hear that. I'm sorry you don't want to hear that, but it's fucking true. If you yeah. temper your expectations, if you don't go, hey, Boba Fett should be X, Y, and Z. What, from four minutes of screen time, you figured that out? <laughs> yeah. Spoiler, you didn't. Yeah. So uh, just temper your expectations, go in with an open mind. I'm Like I said, I'm looking forward to, Boba Fett, or to Obi-Wan because, one, I like Obi-Wan. I always thought he was a great character, and I've always wondered, without reading books and everything, what happened during that time frame? And I, I don't know, so I'm not expecting anything. Yeah. But it's got Hayden Christensen and yep. Ewan McGregor in it. I'm like, man. Yeah. That's going to be said that I heard there's going to be good flashbacks when Obi-Wan and Anakin together. Yep, yep. Seems that way. Sounds cool. Yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm looking forward to it. But, yeah, people got to understand, everything's not going to be. I think the biggest problem with Boba Fett was is everybody was expecting Boba Fett to be him running around, killing people left and right, and just destroying things all the that time. Wasn't his, and, that and wasn't his being story. The actual crime boss, rather than being a guy who, who thinks he's a crime boss, but honestly, he's really not. Yeah, yeah he's exactly. Not, Plus, he's, he's old. He's a person who has grown, <laughs> and he wants to now actually but, do some good in the world. And he's trying to get people to respect him for. But his reasons are sound. He's like, these guys are stupid. Yeah. We can be smarter, yeah. and part of being smarter. Is not just murdering every fucking buddy. Yep. Now, if you told me you were going to do a book of Boba Fett and it was about him being a bounty hunter before all of this happened, and it wasn't about him bounty hunting, I would be upset because you're like you led me to believe this was going to be the book of Boba Fett, him bounty hunting, not the book of Boba Fett. He's an old guy. He's trying to change his ways, and I like, think that's like, what a lot of people would. Maybe it would. Maybe they expected it to be more like. 
the Han Solo movie where it goes back in time when he was young and it builds up a backstory. I like that they're building a lot in this particular, in the Mandalorian era. It is the most open era of Star Wars to do stuff right now, though there is rumor of they're doing sequel, sequel trilogy. So we'll see what goes on. A lot of stuff coming. We need to wait COVID calm down more because it's delayed a lot of stuff. But in any case, I am going to give it one space herpes because it is not all great and it was still named the Book of Boba Fett and did not exactly perfectly live on Book of Boba Fett. But I, still very, very good. I agree with you too. I'm I'm on the same I'm on the same fence. It it went the same way. Was it completely about Boba Fett? No. But are we going to get series that are completely about Boba Fett or characters? No, no. because they're We're expanding gonna... the universe. They're yep. they're branching out. They're making a like Kathy but, said, an MCU. But you have to be honest to what you're doing. It'd be like having two episodes of the Obi Wan series not have fucking Obi Wan in it. You're it's okay to be upset about that. It fucking says Obi Wan on the fucking yeah. title card. <laughs> Kathy, what's your rating? I'm going to agree. I'm going to give this face for a Maybe my reasons are a little different than yours. but uh, Which is fair. <laughs> it's okay. We're all different. We can like different stuff for different reasons. And yep. like the same thing for different reasons. It's but, okay. And Xander says, I kind of wish that Fennec Shan had a bit better character development, which I agree with too. But I'm... There are... There were only, what, seven episodes? Yeah. So and sh- there will be more time to flesh out some of these some of these characters. And Ming-Na Wah is fucking loving every second of being in Star Wars. It's like she's benching on Twitter. It's her fucking childhood dream. Yeah. And you got to fucking love that. Oh, yeah. I, she's going to be playing a bigger role as more series come out. Yeah. I think she... It, I have a feeling that she's going to be turning into a... It's funny that she's playing a really similar character to a character from Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D., though. Yeah. I have a feeling that she might be the new bad guy. Maybe. She might get a a, a spinoff. I don't know if they will. I mean, I hate to say it this bluntly, but Ahsoka's different, but I don't think they could do a spinoff with a female lead that's not super main because Star Wars fans are fucking terrible. I don't think that they'll get a spinoff for her. But I think that she may become the new bad person within the Star Wars universe. That she I may just she, vibe I got in that episode with yeah. uh, with Luke. She said some things, and I was like, "This is like a foreshadow of something." Yeah, we'll see. Not good. But I'm looking forward to it. Yeah, I'm looking forward to whatever they do Star Wars because I mean, I'm getting more nerd Star Wars stuff than I've ever had in my entire life, and I'm not going to argue with it. I mean, I like that I get to, to watch stuff and the quality is generally higher than the books they put out in the 90s. <laughs> Sorry to everyone who loved all the books in the 90s. I'll be honest, a lot of them were fucking crap. So, no, I, I enjoyed it. I was happy in the 90s when uh, they re-released the movies in the theaters and I went to see them multiple times. So I think I told you the story of I went to go see Star Trek First Contact and in the theater, they had the preview for the Star Wars Trilogy Special Edition. And the preview got done, and I stood up like I was about to walk out of the movie theater. And then I'm like, oh, wait, fuck. I'm actually watching a movie here. <laughs> <laughs> so, 
Yeah, there you go. I, I think we're. Sam's books were good. Yes. I like Sam's books were good. Michael Stackpole's books were good. Michael Stackpole's good in general. So. Uh, All right. Well, that's it. But guys, I actually don't have anybody that we can raid. Does anybody have anybody we can raid right now? I don't think so. Kathy, you got me on your list. Are you want to raid? Uh, let me let me look at the main page and see if there's anyone I would raid in my. There is a a reader, a guy who reads out loud. That that we could raid. Uh, I will type him into the. I mean, uh, Thunderheart Studio, Thunderhead Studios is doing conquest. It, it absolutely has nothing to do with uh, miniature painting or D and D or. <laughs> Any of the oh. nerd stuff that that we do, but he he reads out loud. It says just chatting. I don't know. Maybe he's doing Jackbox. You know, it looks like he's maybe doing Jackbox. Yeah, I don't know any of these people doing uh, uh, MechWarrior Online. The only one I see there, like I said, is Thunderhead Studios, who's doing. So let's uh, find out. You want to listen to someone read? Or you want to watch someone paint models? Give us that. Three, two. Ah, just under the Bob Ross. <laughs> Thunderhead Studios is valid. Yeah. Okay. We're doing Conquest, Conquest. And, and Conquest is... Conquest. Yeah, I feel like Bait and Conquest is definitely in, in our wheelhouse. In oil, even. Oh, oh my better. God, in oil? Yeah. All right. Thanks so guys, for hanging out, guys. Thanks for hanging out. Everybody, thank you for hanging yes. out. Yes, really everybody, thank you for hanging it. out. We always appreciate it. Make sure, make sure you're safe so we can see you at other things so you can come back and listen to us on here and do anything else. Um, and make sure to follow Kathy on her private channel so you can go see and watch her paint and read Tuesday through Friday. Um, John may be taking a little break from MWO for a bit and I may be uh, picking up some of, his, some of his time so I can get some more painting done. I will definitely be on this Thursday, Monday, tomorrow is kind of hit or miss. We'll see. Okay. But either way. And I will uh, be streaming my normal times, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday. I may be uh, in March, it looks like, and maybe adding uh, extra couple hours Tuesday evening. So. Cool. Look and don't forget, uh, Wednesday night, I definitely do my world building. And like I said, I got to pick up some more time, so I may trade off some world building for painting because I got to get this stuff done. So, for more than dice, I'm Gonzo. I'm John. Happy. Safe people. Hi. Make sure you hit that raid button. Hit that raid button. Hit it so hard. Well, actually, the button is for leave. Don't hit it. Stay. It'll take you there automatically. Trust me. Oh yeah.